Okay, I want to preach. Um, sometimes when I preach a sermon, I will get several off it. And uh, tonight I want to share another word about enough. You might be saying, I've had enough of this. <laughs> but you know, I want to talk about more than enough. Okay, we've talked for the last couple of weeks about different times when somebody says, it's not enough. And then last week, what does God say about what's enough? And this week, more than enough, okay? You usually equate that with food. <laughs> yeah? Oh, I had more than enough. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the food, isn't it? Okay. It's also about finances, you know? Most people never say, oh, I've got more than enough. But the truth is, we often do. So I want to share tonight about more than enough. And in the Bible, generosity is one of the themes because we serve a generous God. And generosity is one of the themes there, but there's not a lot of people who were mentioned, not, a, not, a, not many people notable for their generosity. And interestingly, some of the ones who were were actually widows. And a couple of them were poor widows. And they were noted by the Lord in his word for their generosity. Because even though they started out with very little, because of their generous spirit, they ended up with more than enough. And I think we've I've shared over the last few weeks about some of those widows. The one that had the son who was about to die and the prophet came and she gave her last meal. She ended up with more than enough for herself and her son. And uh, so I want to share tonight about things that we may think we lack but we've always got enough or more than enough when we have the Lord, okay? There's times of leanness, there's times of fatness in the Lord, but there's always more than enough. A lot of times it talks about the, um, the individuals who were generous and gave to the Lord, but there's one particular verse in the Bible that I think is really interesting, one passage, that talks about the generosity of a group of people, okay? And that is the only time that it's mentioned about a group in the Old Testament and then once in the New. In the Old Testament, uh, they were building the tabernacle and the people, it says they were continually bringing to the leaders and the builders, bringing to them uh, free will offerings every morning. Okay, So the leader and the craftsman called for um, offerings to build the house of the Lord, to build the, the tabernacle. It said they br brought free will offerings. They didn't have to do it. It was of their own free will. And they brought things for the work of the Lord every single day, every morning. You know, sometimes people come to the house of the Lord on a Sunday or give online and they think once a week, it's too hard. But these people were bringing free will offerings every morning. And so then the leaders spoke to Moses and they said this, the people bring much more than enough. They're more than enough. Much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. In other words, we've got this job to do. But, and these people are bringing the resources we need. But it's way too much way too much and please tell them to stop <laughs> tell them to stop giving and so Moses gave a commandment hey guys stop 
Stop being so generous, stop bringing, stop giving. And the people were restrained. Hold it, hold on, time out. Restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much, wow. That's the only time that's really mentioned in such detail. Again, in the New Testament, there is a group of churches in Macedonia, okay? The Philippian church, um, the Thessalonian church, and the Bereans. They were in the area of Macedonia in, in Europe. And they were very, very generous in giving to the Lord. The interesting thing is they were also very persecuted and a lot of them were in poverty. But sometimes it's the people with the least who give the most. And in the New Testament, many times, um, Paul talks about their generosity. He said, you don't have a lot, but you give a lot. And he said, because of that, you are rich. And he said they were rich in faith. They were rich in joy and they were rich in grace from God. And he used them as an as example to motivate the others, to other believers, to give to the Lord. So, you know, when, when there's the giving and this kind of generosity, much more than enough, it is actually showing the very nature of God. He's our provider. He is the one who is generous towards us. It's part of his nature. It's who he is. He cannot deny himself. In fact, one of his names is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Jireh, okay? So it's part of who he is. And you know, God blesses us with more than enough. Sometimes it's natural blessings. Natural blessings like what, rain, finances, food. Many times there's miracles written about the provision of food in the Bible. Um, he, he provides things for our daily living, you know. He understood what it was like to be hungry and tired. He understood all those things because he walked in the flesh and understood the way things are for us. And so I want to share a little story about how he taught the disciples about this kind of um, concept and the nature of God. So the, basically he's had a huge meeting, there's a crusade happening, there's people everywhere, and then the disciples say, look, everyone's hungry, why don't you tell them to go and buy something from somewhere? There's nothing here, it's deserted. Tell them to go to the nearest town or something and buy something and eat it. And he said to them, you give them. <laughs> he's saying, let them feed themselves. But then Jesus says to them, no, you give them something to eat. Which seems kind of a little odd, because they've just said, look, this is a deserted place. There's nothing here. Okay, no KFC, no McDonald's, no food court. <laughs> There's nothing here. Tell them to go and buy their own. And he said, no, no, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish. There's a little kid with his lunch there. He said, that's all we've got, unless we go and buy food all, for all these people. And I said, that's not enough. We need to go and buy the food then, okay. 
That's the only way we can feed them. Because look, there's about 5,000 people here. It's going to take a lot of food and a lot of money to buy it. So they're kind of in a dilemma. And then he said to the disciples, make them all sit down. They're saying, hey, send them away. <laughs> and Jesus say, no, stay here. Make them sit down. Sit down in groups of 50. That's a pretty big group. Have you ever fed 50 people? And they did so. They might have been thinking, well, what's going to happen here? They did so, made them all sit down. And then he took, he took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven. Okay? They're sitting down and then he looks up. So they were probably all... Looking up to it. Wow, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then he blessed. And he broke them. And he gave them to the disciples. So he looks up to heaven, he prays. And then he breaks the, the fish, the bread, gives it to the disciples. Here, I told you to feed them. You feed them. I've done my part. You do your part. And as he's feeding them, as he's giving to them, the miracle of multiplication is happening. Okay, he gave them to the disciples to set before the, pe the multitude. So he's giving it to a multitude of people. So they all ate, 5,000 men plus, there was probably about 10,000 people there. You count the, they didn't count the women and kids then. 5,000 men. So they all ate and were filled. They didn't just get a little crumb each, they all ate. And they were filled. And 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. So these disciples have had a major lesson in not enough becoming way, way, way more than enough. Because God intervened in it. When God is on the scene, miracles happen. Miracles happen. You might be sitting there thinking, oh, it's okay for them. What about my situation? You know, a miracle can happen for you. God can do that multiplication for you too. He can do it for you too. I've seen amazing things happen. Amazing things happen. I won't go into all the details of it. Natural blessing. So this is the blessing of food that happened. He was showing them that he could make something that wasn't enough something that's more than enough. And he could do it for us too. Another blessing that will come and there will be more than enough is when we obey the Lord, when we obey him. In Malachi, this is the classic giving scripture. It says this, and I've read it probably most weeks. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, spiritual food, things to pay the rent for this place, things to um, pay the people who serve the Lord, things to, um, I should show you the picture of the young girl from Ethiopia that um, we are also sponsoring. All these things go to the work of the Lord. And he says, try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. He's saying, bring all the time, bring the 10%, that minimum, 10% into the storehouse. Bring your 10%. And I'll give you 100%. He said, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, 
out comes the blessing of the Lord. And pour out for you, pour out for you such blessing, in other words, more than enough, such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Like, whoa, I can't hold, oh, yeah, yeah, too much. <laughs> the goodness of God poured out on our lives. When you tithe and give to the Lord, you honour him, I tell you, he will honour you. He will honour you. I've seen the miracles of God uh, financially because I have always tithed since I became a new, uh, new believer years ago. I've always, always tithed, always offered, always gone more than enough. And I'm telling you, God does too. Amen? So these are kind of natural blessings, food, finances, that kind of thing. We need it. And God does the miracles in that. He gives more than enough. But then there are spiritual blessings, and they're the blessings that we actually really need. The blessing in our inner person. Philippians chapter 4 says this, Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. And that's hard, hard. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, through, again, through prayer, through talking to the Lord, through asking the Lord for his help, with thanksgiving, not just purely begging, oh God, help me, help me, help me. No. It's like, Lord, I believe you. I believe you're going to break through. I know you can do it. I trust you. I trust you. We've seen you do things before, and Lord, we'll see you do it again. With thanksgiving, we are grateful. Let your requests, requests be made known to God. Let him hear it. Speak it out. Verbalize it, okay? And then what? And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, more than enough. More than enough. We can't even understand it. It's so awesome. The peace of God will come upon us and guard our hearts, guard our hearts from the fear, guard our hearts from the anxiety, and our minds. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What if it doesn't happen? What if this? What if that? You know, and we go over and over. We lose sleep over it. We get pains in the stomach. We can't eat sometimes. All kinds of um, manifestations and symptoms of anxiety but if we would just take it to the Lord and his peace come upon us it will guard our hearts guard our minds okay more than enough more than enough and then in 2nd Corinthians Paul was really struggling he was struggling with a, a, a physical um, issue a lot of people speculate about what it was, but he said, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. In other words, Lord, take this away from me. Take it away, whatever it is. Take it away. He pleaded with the Lord three times, and the Lord spoke to him, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, sometimes we hate feeling weak. We hate feeling like we're, we're vulnerable, like we can't do something. 
But in that place of weakness, God's strength can come in and be more than enough. He said, my grace is sufficient. It's more than enough for you. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to feel strong all the time. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to try and fix everything. He said, my grace is more than enough. It's sufficient for you. What is grace anyway? What is grace? You know, when we were kids, before we would eat a meal, we would say, they'd say, say grace, which was like blessing the food, thanking the Lord for your food. That was grace. But grace here, grace is favour, favour from God. It's the goodness of God. It's the help of God. It's those things that only he can do that we can't do. That's why the Bible says we are saved by grace, because we can't save ourselves. We can't be good enough, can't buy our way in. It's only by grace that we're saved. His grace, our faith, we're saved. Awesome. How awesome is that? And then in Ephesians, it says this. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. So whatever we ask, whatever we think, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that. Way, way, way more than we can even think. Way more than we think we can ask. Sometimes we think, oh, that's too much. It's a bit too big. There's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too hard for God. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. To him be glory. Only he can do it. That's why we glorify the Lord. That's why we thank him. That's why we trust him. Because it's only him who can do these things. Only he can do exceedingly, abundantly, over all we ask and think. That's why people say, ask big of the Lord. Ask big. He's a big God. Okay? So these are the spiritual blessings. In Romans 8, it says this. In all these things, Paul went through a lot of difficulties. He struggled. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He nearly drowned. All kinds of things happened to him. All kinds of things. Death threats, persecution, you name it. He went through it. Physical challenges, all kinds of challenges. But he says, yet in all these things, we, not I, he said we, because he was encouraging them. He's encouraging us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I love that. He says we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Not through him who fights the fight for us. And he does. Because the greatest thing that anyone wants is to feel loved. You know, you can have all the money in the world. But if you don't feel loved, you've got nothing. Love is the greatest. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. So no matter what we're struggling with, we 
are winners. We are not losers. Okay? No matter what the devil says to you, you are not a loser. And neither am I. We are more than conquerors. We are winners in the Lord. Then in Ephesians 3, the last passage that I want to go to, it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, not will, but who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are blessed because we are in Christ. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing through him. And then it says again, in him, in him, we have redemption through Jesus Christ, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So we are redeemed by his blood. We're forgiven of our sins according to the riches of his grace. His grace, his favour, his help, his blessings are so rich. It makes us rich. According to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us. His grace doesn't come in trickles to us. Like, I'll give you a little bit. His grace abounds to us. Like a tsunami of the goodness of God over our lives, abounding towards us, more than enough, in all wisdom and prudence. What does that mean? That God made the choice and in wisdom and with attention to detail, he pours out his grace upon each one of us individually. There's more than enough when we have him. He is more than enough. It's the goodness, the grace, the wisdom, and the attention to detail. The care of the Lord, because he loves us so much. That's more than enough. We shouldn't be chasing money. We shouldn't be chasing fame. We shouldn't be chasing success that the world says. We should be following hard after the Lord because he is more than enough. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that you are more than enough. You gave us more than enough when you gave us your son, Jesus. He's all we need. Your word says, he who has the son has eternal life. Lord, we just thank you that everything we have need of, we already have. There is nothing missing. Nothing is missing. Lord, there may be times of leanness in our life. There may be times when we feel weak. But that's when your strength comes in. When we pray, that's when your peace comes in. When we seek you, Lord, the answers come. Lord, you are more than enough for everything in our lives. We just bless you. We're so grateful, Lord. We are more than conquerors 
in all things. Lord, they may just seem like a couple of fish and a bit of bread, but when you multiply things, there's more than enough. Lord, I just speak multiplication over each and every one in this place. Multiply your grace and your goodness and your provision. Multiply revelation and understanding. Multiply wisdom to us, Lord, and generosity of spirit, because all of these things are in you, and they're more than enough for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, my God. Amen. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Healing, whatever is going on in your life. Not by the touch of God. Bye, everyone online. See you again. Have an awesome week.